A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, quickly, before we get on with the episode, we've got an announcement the MMA Fan Podcast is now sponsored by Free Train. Blake, what's Free Train? Free Train is a fantastic company that do these amazing vests for when you run, when you train. Whether you're going for a run or hitting the bag, you can keep your phone close to your chest. And uh, yeah, they're brilliant. They've got a little pocket for your keys. You No more do you need to have your phone rumbling around in your pocket or at an awkward angle on your arm or anything like that. You've got the vest on. Phones there, easy access to it. They do some great uh, gloves as well to keep your hands warm and be able to touch the phone and everything. It's all linked up with your phone. So, yeah, they're a fantastic brand. A couple of pockets for your keys, everything you need when you go for a run or if you're hitting the bag training. And you're not just saying this for the sake of it. Before they even become our sponsors, you had one of these vests, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've, well, I've still got it. I run with it all the time. But yeah, before they became our sponsors, I had one of these vests. They are genuinely brilliant. I really like them. And uh, yeah, I'm really pleased they're our sponsor. And if you want one, if you head over to freetrain.com, when you go shopping and you put all your stuff in your in your basket, just before you check out, if you put in the code MMAFAN, you'll save yourself 10%. Don't say we don't spoil you here on this podcast. 10% off... An amazing vest from Free Train. www.freetrain.com. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me as ever. Blake Harrison, how you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So, today's a big one. It is a big one. It's a big one in so many ways. Uh, it's a big one because he's probably... Is he the, the most decorated uh, person we've had on the podcast so far? Five-time UFC champion? I think so. I think so. And a big one... Quite literally a big one. Obviously, when he popped up on the screen, he had his shirt off. Um, he was looking big. He was looking big. And he was in space, just so anyone knows. He was he was literally in space. He, um, no, he, he had a nice, uh, I think he was driving, and he had a nice Zoom background uh, where he was clearly like at like the International Space Station or something, looking down on, on planet Earth. Uh, so there's a couple of space-based jokes in there, guys, that are only for the people that can see it, which none of you can. So they're going to be a bit pointless. You're going to be like, what are they laughing at? 
He's got a space for that backdrop behind him. There you go. Well, You're in on they the joke can now. deal with it and put up with it because we're delivering something special today. Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. UFC welterweight champion. One of the greatest welterweights of all time. We discussed this. He's definitely got to be on like the Mount Rushmore of uh, of welterweights. Um, you was really pleased when you said that, weren't you? The Mount Rushmore of welterweights. It's a phrase. You know what? It's a phrase I hear a lot because the Americans all use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, on the American stuff, they all use it, don't they? Like Joe right. Rogan will say it or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, obviously... You know, a lot of British people, why would we say Mount Rushmore? But I was like, oh, I've got the chance to use that phrase that I hear all the time. You're on the Mount Rushmore. Well, mate. You're on the Mount Rushmore, dude. You know, guy, you're on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> was that Welsh? How dare you? I'm a trained actor. I spent three years at drama school. I can do an American accent. So on today's episode, we um, we talk about uh, the film that he's in, because this episode uh, is part of uh, a series of episodes that we've done. We've already put out episodes with Kenny Florian uh, and Stephen Dorff. Yes. And, yeah, this is all part of Embattled. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about Embattled, Blake? I would love to, Stuart Whiffin. Uh, so Embattled is a movie about two MMA fa- fighters that are father and son, and... Um, It's written by David McKenna, who wrote Blow and who wrote American History X. And the story tells the tale of Cash Boykins, who is a champion in a major MMA organization. But he's not the nicest guy in the world. And he's also not great to his sons, one of which is uh, training to be an MMA fighter. And their relationship deteriorates throughout the movie culminating in uh, quite a big event that uh, you know, I'm sure the trailer does mention what's happening there, but I don't want to give too much away, but it's out on digital download on July 5th. So check that out. Absolutely. You're going to hear us talking to him about that film, what it was like being on set with Stephen Dorff and Kenny Florian, etc. Um, you're also going to hear us talk about his MMA career. Um, we talk uh, the, the financial implications that are seeing lots of weird things happening in the UFC. Uh, we touch on that. And obviously, we talk about the fight that's coming up with Jake Paul. Yeah. I've never been, do you know, I've never, you know, anyone that's listened to this podcast knows that I've never really been into the Jake Paul thing. Mm. This is the most into the Jake Paul fight thing I've ever been. I, I, yeah. I really want Tyron to do well and I really yeah. want him to win. And uh, we also touch on the fact that, you know, there's a lot of fans out there that maybe haven't always appreciated what Tyron Woodley brought as a, as a champion and as a fighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, now a lot of those same people are backing him and, and, and wanting him to do well. And it's, it's nice to see that turnaround for Tyron. So, uh, yeah, shall we get on with it? Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is former UFC welterweight champion, Tyron Woodley. Hello. Hello, how's it going? I'm here, give me one second. Oh, no, it's all right, mate. Thank you. It's difficult when you're in space, I could see. You know what? Um, I'm always in space. Whether I want to be, be there or not, so I just figure out when you guys are off the ride. Awesome. Uh, it's great. The signal up there seems great, so we must be right next to a satellite just roaming around the planet. Yeah, you know, um, I, I sleep on a plane more than I sleep in my bed, so, you know, I figure my Zoom background is um, suiting. I'm either driving or I'm in a weird background. So just for cosmetic reasons, uh, I think this is going to be my permanent Zoom background. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, well, look, thanks loads for your time. I got an invisible shirt on, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you just make me look terrible looking at you with all those muscles out. I, you, I can't you know cover it up all you know the time. You know what's funny is that, that I, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Miami, Florida, training for my fight against Jake Paul, and uh, uh, literally it's so hot and humid here. It's very, very difficult to stop sweating once you because you got to drink so much water so you can dehydrate. I was dehydrated and I was drinking two gallons of water a day. So I just came up with the, you know, now I understand why people in Miami don't have a shirt on. <laughs> um, so until I cool down, I keep the shirt off. But right now you guys see the universe, but we're like, I think we're in like a, a tornadic storm. It was a tornado yesterday. And right now is like funnel, funnel cloud um, Avenue um, around us. So I think the, the universe is probably the best background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Tyron, I want to start by um, going back a little bit, really. And the film's coming out soon. We'll be talking about that, of yeah. course. And I'm sure we'll, 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 we'll discuss the fight that's coming up as well. Um, but I want to talk fight movies, and I want to take you back, and I want you to tell us what fight movies you watched growing up and what yeah. fight movies made a, made a real dent with you. You know, when I, when I look at the fight movies, we got to go back to um, Rocky, obviously. Rocky was a great fight movie. Um, but I was really into, like, blood sports. You know what I mean, those yeah. Kumite, <laughs> I loved it. Like, you know, I used to, um, I had mostly um, sisters growing up. So I used to put, like, uh, pillow cushions into their shirt. I used to, like, sidekick them into the couch. And, like, that was our <laughs> that was our entertainment. So, um, y'all climb at the helm and, um, Obviously, the Karate, um, karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso. I, I was always, like, wanting to be a martial artist or some type of ninja of some sort. So those are the fight movies. But as I got older, probably my favorite fight movie is Creed Two. I just felt like Michael B. Jordan really embodied that role so well where he put himself in a position where he needed the hood. He needed the community. He needed them to lift him up and give him the courage. And he was like, he was a definition of heart and, you know, all the things that he had went through in life, you know, he was never supposed to make it. He was kind of like a child that was like, you know, not even accepted by his, his father. You know what I mean? He was kind of like off to the side and kind of a, a hidden figure. And then it got to the point where he went out there and he made a name for himself and he didn't do it the easy way. And that kind of made me feel similar to myself. So Creed 2 is probably my favorite um, fight movie of all times. Well, you, you talked about, you know, wanting to grow up and be, a martial artist and you've grown up to be one hell of a martial artist. I mean, you're five time <laughs> UFC champion. Um, you, I, I kind of wonder if there's an element, and I think I might've heard you say this in interviews before that maybe you felt slightly underappreciated at times. And I, if that's true, I can completely understand where you're coming from because looking at your career, you took out Robbie Lawler when he was off the back of like, multiple fight of the year contenders and winners. Then you had to uh, game plan and set up blueprints that I think other fighters have now taken on board to use against uh, specialist fighters like your Damian Myers and Wonderboy yeah. Thompson's and stuff like that. Do, do you feel like the, the UFC or even some fans of the UFC didn't appreciate how hard that was to because you seem to be such an intelligent fighter to come up with these game plans and implement them in the way that you did. Do you feel that that, that style was underappreciated by some people? Um, I just feel like um, our sport is, not only our sport, just our, our, our society in general right now, um, we don't do a lot of research. We don't do a lot of reading. We don't do a lot of the newspapers and listen to the long radio thing. We're all in a rush and everybody is, 
WebMD. Everybody's, you know what I mean, the expert on looking at some information somebody else told them, regurgitating it like it's a law. So if Dana White tells you that a bloody bloodbath fight with no defense and this guy looks like he, he's nearly dying and this guy's finally come back and at the end of it, they're hugging and going having a beer together, that's a great fight. Um, some people some people take that. And that's their definition of a great fight. So if it doesn't resemble that, then to them it's not a great fight. They don't understand the tactics. They don't understand that, you know, Damian might have been the greatest jiu-jitsu player that's ever been imported into the UFC for him to be able to try to take me down um, 20-something times and come up short 20-something times is really remarkable. And also just the just a, just a thought process of how can someone knock somebody out or punch someone? He knows his only way to beat me is to take me down. And I'm trying to stop him from taking me down because I want to try to knock him out. And and I just know myself, I know there's moments in fights where I felt like I could have done more. But surprisingly, those are some of the fights I won. Mm. Those are some of the fights that you guys think are my best performances. But I, in my heart, know I could have done more. So I just try not to get caught up into that. Um, I never got into the sport to be famous. I got into it to be the best. I got into it to be the greatest. And when people speak about the welterweight division, they have to think about my name. They can't, they can't think about the division without me. And I always knew that my past was going to be, it was going to be respected more when I, when I finish. It's going to be books written about what I did and how I was struck with striker, out brawl the brawlers, I out strategize, strategize, and I even out point fight, fought the point fighters. So when you look at all the guys that I fought, you know, I beat them at their own craft. Why are they never looked the way they did against other fighters against me? They never did. Robbie Lawler never did. He didn't, he didn't touch me. Uh, Darren Till didn't touch me. Amy Maya had taken down his last 12 opponents. Seven fight win streak to Wonder Boy Thompson, seven fight win streak, and Kelvin Gaslam undefeated, um, Teal undefeated, uh, Damian, uh, Jordan Meehan fucking was on a record machine, Cyborg, and all these wins, Tarek Sassanin, all these different people, even Paul Desi, is one of the best first rounds we've ever seen in MMA against, um, um, Nick Diaz. And look at this accomplished strikes. I was struck the brawler knockout artist Paul Desi. So people, Will always respect what I did to support MMA when I've left. I've always been okay with that. I've always done that with the um, process and just having that that knowledge and that wisdom in the back of my mind allowed me to just keep on chucking on and do what I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you 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 definitely were an amazing champion, and you're definitely on that at the very least the Mount Rushmore of welterweights. Um, but you have got an opportunity now to uh, not just add to the the greatness that you achieved as a champion but those kind of more casual fans that maybe didn't understand how well you were doing, you've got an opportunity now to really get them on side and, and buy into Tyron Woodley by hopefully knocking out Jake Paul. How, uh, how do you feel about yeah, not hopefully. Yeah, no, not hopefully. Yeah, I, I hope, I hope that the rain stops, but I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I personally, have not really been on board with the the whole Jake Paul thing recently. I, Jake Paul's a fighter, though. You got to be. You can box. No, like, I I agree. I agree with that totally. I have likened him in the past, and maybe you'll think I've done so wrongly to the guy in the years above picking on the kid in school in the couple of years below because he's fought people that were either NBA stars or. And with all due respect to Ben Askren, he had a hip surgery recently. 
He's never been a, a striker. And then I've been massively surprised that he's chosen to fight you because you are someone with knockout power. You are an elite yeah. athlete and you've, you've got just very clearly, just from looking at you with your shirt off in space right now, I can see that you're an athletic <laughs> guy. You know? So, you know, I'm surprised. Why do you think he agreed to that fight? Because to me, I, I, I thought he would pick someone where he would have a much more obvious path to victory. Um, he had an opportunity to do that. He could have fought Tyson Curry's cousin. He could have fought um, a few other guys, which I wanted to give them the time of day to, you know, give, them, give their name and any kind of, you know, more buzz. But he could have the easier fight and he didn't. So that tells me that he really wants to take it serious. He really wants to challenge himself and he really wants the respect. He wants the credibility. Uh, also, sometimes you get those coaches that gas you up and they, they, they kind of lie to you and they tell you, oh, you're good. You know, I mean, everything you do and you never do anything wrong. And they, they give you this false sense of hope and false confidence. And I said it about Darren Hill. So I told him, I said, your coaches told you you could be and they lied to you. When you get in there, you're going to see the difference. I mean, they, they gashed you up. You looked all cute on the vents and you tipped the bag and you, know, you made all the noises and you clipped the pro boxer that was really going light on you. And now in your mind, you really think it's possible. And for me, what I did in boxing for the sport of MMA was boxing for the sport of MMA. Now I'm training boxing for the sport of boxing, which means that I was knocking people off but not even sound technique. Not even good football shape, not even good positional uh, placement of my foot, and how I was, you know, planning my strikes and where my hands were at before and after. So now, you know, I got people that are the best of the best. Uh, Pedro Diaz is one of the best. He trained Cotto, he trained uh, Reagan Dow, he trained Olympic gold medalists in Cuba. And my calves are not stopped burning since I met this man. Because <laughs> the boxers move and they move and they move and they move. And I know Muhammad Ali said, man can hit, uh, man can hit with his eyes can't see. So I just feel like with the already experience that I have from fighting, the explosiveness, the power, just a mental toughness just from my upbringing, you add that with sound technique, you build people in your corner, I'm going to be a problem for a lot of people. Yeah. And you've mentioned... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Also, the, um, this is going to be your, your biggest payday. And uh, Dana White has come out effectively disputing that. Do you think there's a fear within the UFC that they're now that fighters are now becoming aware of potentially easier ways to make money? Because we've, we've seen even just over the last couple of days, the announcement of uh, Garn versus Lewis for an interim heavyweight title after Garnu won the belt only three months ago, which seems absolutely ludicrous. And, and you can only imagine that this... Uh, I can only been, imagine, of has, course I can imagine, Kobe Covington fought um, RDA for interim title for my belt, and I told him I can fight them the very next month. July. Yes. So I understand how the game runs, but but this is this is my advice to Ngano, and this is my advice to any other fighter. And and, and a fighter gave me this advice, and at the time I, I didn't know how to use it. We do not run the UFC. The UFC is a promotion. They are in the business of promoting fights and making the most money and doing what's best for the promotion. We're blessed to be able to fight for the promotion, make a make a living, and people to see us and get a chance to show that we're the best. It was times that I butted heads with the UFC because I felt as if um, I felt as if it could have been done differently. I felt as if I could have been promoted differently. Um, certain markets and crowds I know I could have captured for the UFC. I never got a chance to do. But on my way out, I recognized that I don't own the UFC. This ain't my fucking organization. It's their organization. I can't tell them what to do. They offer me a fight as a subcontract worker. I can take it or I cannot take it. And with that wisdom, I would have had a more pleasant experience towards the end. My losses didn't come from non, um, not being prepared. It didn't come from, you know, um, not having it or guys being better. I beat all the killers. You're going to tell me Usman, Kobe, and Gilbert is better than Condit, um, Till, and fucking Robbie? No, they're not. You know I mean, I beat the killers, but the, the, the politics really took it away from me. It took away the love. And now I'm loving the sport. I'm loving what I'm doing. And you got to learn for yourself. And Francis will learn for himself. Um, I don't have no smoke with Dana. I really don't have nothing negative to say. I really, um, I don't care what Dana says, says about me or what he says about um, what I'm making and all those different things. Why, why do I have to share the negativity with him? If that's what he feels, then fine. But, but it doesn't matter to me because I'm not in this for a one-off. I'm not going to fight Jake Paul. All these other things are good. And I think it's entertainment. And, how, how is the UFC or anybody else going to get mad at entertainment when that's what we're doing? Absolutely. The number one contendership shit is a joke. How many times did we see fucking um, Conor McGregor fight Cerrone? What sense did that make? What sense did it make for Brock Lesnar to come from the WWE or, or other people? We've been doing it forever. Nobody's followed the rubric. No, There's so many people that was quote-unquote deserving or in position to fight for a title and they got jumped over because the other fight made more sense. Now, people are seeing that formula and utilizing it, and it's a problem now. It's not a problem. So I don't have no smoke with the UFC. I ain't got no smoke with Dana White. I'm appreciative to be able to make millions of dollars over there. 
Um, I'm making a lot of money for this fight. I made a lot of money in the UFC too. Don't get it twisted. People like people under like what they're what they're saying about the baby, and I didn't say that. A lot of people, oh, you're making the biggest because how do boxing sell? Making a lot of money, right? Yeah. It's all about money. Making a lot of money. Making a lot of money. So that's what they're selling the fight on. Like as far as purse, of course, yeah, this is more than I made for an individual fight, but it's not the most I made over my entire career. Yeah. Just just pulling it back to 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 the film for a moment, Tyrant. Like, I, obviously, this isn't the first film that you've been in. Uh, and so, so looking at some of the other films that you've been, was this something that you actively sort of set out to get involved in that side of the industry or did it just present itself and, and you took the opportunity? Like, how did you get into the that side of uh, of entertainment? I started in stunts and I got a buddy named Lynn Odie. He put me in my first film. Uh, it was called Olympus Has Fallen, yep. Gerard Butler, um, Morgan Freeman. It's very, very, we did really well. I think over 100 million we did in the box office. So, it was a phenomenal film. So I was blessed to just be around the right people at the right time. I was training uh, Eve Edwards. I met him through Lynn. And it really just put me in position that all the stunt coordinators and the stunt performers, they, they started going up. Stunt performers became stunt coordinators. Stunt coordinators became second unit, first unit directors and directors. And I just got a, I just got a way about going on the set and being a white belt. I ain't no Tyron Woodley champion. I'm the white belt. This is, I'm new to this. I'm learning. I'm on time. I'm 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 not trying to cause a lot of um, you know a lot of extras because everybody get a time to be the star. Straight out of Compton, I was not the star, so I had to sit back and people wanted to take pictures and stuff on set. And I really had to minimize that because it wasn't my moment to be the star. It was my moment to play my role as best I could and put myself in a position where I could go up. Now I'm starting to get to that moment where it's going to be my chance to be the star. It's going to be my chance to be the lead actor, or it's going to be my chance to be two or three on the call sheet. And when you get when you get that chance, when you get that opportunity, you got to turn up. You never know. You never know um, how long you're going to have in that pocket. You got to go for it. So I've always wanted to do the acting. I've always wanted to do stuff. But I was blessed to be able to come in through stunts. Yeah. And through stunts, I started doing stunt acting, or I started doing acting where I did my own stunt. Now I'm doing acting. I really don't do my stunts anymore. I mean, um, this is an action film or something like that. And all the things I've done, I try to stay away from just being who I am as a fighter because I don't want to be limited. You know, when I did Escape Plan 2 with Salon, 50 Cent, Batista, I was in a Nigerian, you know, um, um, a Nigerian warrior. So I had an accent. I did all the surprises. I was in like a college douchebag. Um, I did a film where, you know, I was a, a motorcycle, I did the Sons of Anarchy, I did Agents of Shield. All these different things was completely different in my mentality. And I hired a, um, one of the top acting coaches, Lorna Laughlin, shout out to her. I hired her for moments where I got to show emotion or cry or, you know, mean, be a professional. And like, whatever, I, whatever I'm not comfortable with, I spent the last four years training. So when those parts come up, Hey, this is me. I can do whatever. It sounds like you're very, very driven to do anything that you apply yourself to. Like, wh- I'm an artist. Yeah. I'm an artist, and, and, and people are going to start respecting me. Is that I'm not a fighter. I'm an artist. Mixed martial what? Mixed martial fight? No, mixed martial art. You know what I mean? I'll give me a canvas. Give me 10, 15 minutes. I'll throw something on there. They'll be like, damn, that's kind of hard. So I, I'm, I'm just, in my mind, I'm really, really, really just trying to get people to understand that. LeBron James is not the first one to say more than an athlete, like is uninterrupted. You know what I mean? 
we're we're great because of our mindset, our persistence, and the way that we attack the process, right? So if we are doing that in sport, or if we're doing that in film, or if we're doing that in, you know, dancing or music or anything, you know, that hard work and that mentality, that's why you see so many rappers and celebrities at boxing fights. They respect us mm. because they know how hard it is for them to make a hit. People, people are all one hit wonder. You know how hard it is to make one hit. Yeah, yeah. You can you can find a you know you can find a, a mosquito you know in the grass quicker than you can find make a hit. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, people need to recognize that they, we don't we don't need to let ourselves be limited by what people why people try to push in the box. They're scared. They're scared to try different things. I'm not going to allow you to put that on me. I'm not scared. All you can do is tell me no. And if I fail, fuck it, I ain't going to die. You know what I mean? And, and just quickly talking a little bit more um, about the experience of being on set in Battled. We, we, we spoke to Stephen uh, and he said it was a, an absolute honour to be able to sort of be in the octagon doing that stuff and be able to sort of walk out and go to yourself and Kenny. Like, how was that? Stephen's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. I was a fan of his before, um, but man, he just... You can when you watch the film, you'll just see that he just you'll see a little Conor McGregor attitude and just he really like he was doing his own moves. I know his body was sore, he got in great shape for it. The mentality, the attitude, the aura, you know what I mean? And then really the storyline, and then you know, he he changes that he makes it click and it changes at a certain point. And he just is an amazing actor, and I learned a lot because um my role in the movie, I was actually a commentator. Yeah. I wasn't one of the fighters, which was kind of refreshing. I was talking about the fights and doing things that way. So um, I was watching him the whole time. Mm. So I got a chance to sit and watch him as an actor. So I always try to take um, take an opportunity to learn from one of the greats. So Steven, man, he should really take a bow and take his hat off. He did his thing in this film, and I think people are going to appreciate um, how authentic, because this MMA is so popular. In this film, we did a ways ago. And I'm really glad that this film, um, when this film comes out, MMA is insane right now. You know what I mean? He, it's insane. So it's going to drop at the perfect time. And uh, he should get some, 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 a lot of phone calls for, for um, other opportunities. After well, we, we asked him when we spoke to uh, Stephen if he would ever uh, fight a, a YouTuber or a celebrity. And his uh, response was, quote, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 was, he was adamant he would never get involved in yeah. anything like that and i absolutely respect that decision and think that would probably be my answer as well um so i mean you you mentioned the film also dropping at the perfect time i i, I assume it's not an accident that it's dropping around the time of a conor mcgregor fight because that usually brings a lot of eyeballs to the sport do you have any opinion on how that trilogy is going to end between Connor and Dustin in less than two weeks? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That was so funny. 
More people talking about me and Jake than Connor. Stay Never on, thought I'd stay see on. <laughs> I forgot Connor was fighting. Did you really? <laughs> he did. Now, and I've worked on the ESPN and the Fox Network. You know, we can be talking about ballerina, and they'll find a way to. Oh, Connor! They'll find a way to incorporate yeah. Connor into every topic, everything. You know, all Connor walked past that guy. That no, nobody got their shine. It was always Connor or something. But in this moment, a trilogy fight with two people. You know, finish the other one, and it's all. Oh, let's get it back. And dust is at the top. This fight right here is more important than anything. It's real beef. It's real smoke. It's real a uh, real fighter. And you got to respect Jake Paul. He can fight. Yeah. And he can punch. And, you know, he's taking this serious. He's trying to play y'all. He's like, oh, I'm a such a Disney guy. And, you know, you know, YouTuber. And he's just a champion. He's doing all that bullshit. It's just like smoke and mirror. But um, I don't think it's – I don't think they waited. We filmed this years ago. You know what I mean? I don't think they waited. I think the pandemic and timing and places being open where people can actually go to the theater – um, and watch it, I think it just randomly ended up being around the same time and it was just time and the placement and a little bit of luck that it'll be around that time. And and I feel like Steven's character is going to have a little bit of resemblance to Connor. And mm. I think that, that'll be a, a great parallel when you actually um, have that fight going on and have the movie at the same time. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're aware that we're, we're, we're running up to the, the, the close of our time with you. So just... Before we finish, I talk too much too, so it's kind of my fault. No, no, it's all it. Oh, great, mate. <laughs> uh, so, Tyron, prediction, Jake Paul, where's it going? Knocking him out. No, no, no other thought. Yeah, I'm prepared to. I'm prepared, even if it takes the last two seconds of the eighth round. I'm just, I just don't think. I don't, I don't think I should be in a situation where. You know, I got to sit and wait on the judge. You tell me you want. Well, I can't wait to see that. And uh, you actually did allude to there that this is not your last, uh, you know, foray into boxing. You want to take out Jake Paul? I'm in boxing now. So who's? Are you? I mean, not that you're obviously looking past Jake. You're giving Jake all your attention. But have you got a list of names lined up that you'd like to take out after Jake? Not really. You know, I I would like to fight Jake this time, and he's already been asking for a rematch clause and. He made a lot of noise about, oh, I offered him a bet. He didn't take it. No, you put in a contract that after I beat you, that I can rematch you again. So I'm probably going to fight Jake a couple times. You know what I mean? And um, he's not going to beat me. So mm. we're only going to look at two unless you want to get beat up for a third time. I will, I will kindly and very graciously rob the bank three times in a row if they want me to do that. <laughs> then, then I would like to maybe look at, a, at an OG, somebody that's been in the sport, they got a name in boxing, yeah. um, that came from boxing, and, you know, shit, after that, I want I want to see if I can go up against the current, or fucking, um, you know, somebody that's, you know, really, really doing it at a high level right now. And just like Jake stepping up and saying if he can do it against me, I want to do. I want to do the same thing. I want to step up and do it against a boxer. I mean, I'm not done with MMA, but um, I'm a box fight three or four fights before I do MMA again. And and outside of boxing and MMA, what other goals have you got? What what else is is interesting you outside of combat sports, Tyron? You know, I'm very close to getting a plaque for my song. I beat your ass. I was trying to get him to put it in a battle movie because it's such a it's rated it's rated R, hmm. and it's definitely a movie that would have fit in, especially with. With Steven, I was trying to get the directors and the, and the people with the sinks to, to have the song I'll Beat Your Ass. It's his walkout song. It's a song with me and Wiz Khalifa. We're very close to going gold with that record. So I want to I wanna be able to say I got a plaque um, 
independently, without a label, without push, without radio, without strip club plays, without, you know what I mean, um, all the different things. And really did it just because I'm an artist. I want to, you know, get a lead role. And I got a TV show coming up where I'll be the lead. So that's a dream come true. Um, I'm going to be a writer and executive producer on that. I want to get a I want to get a boxing belt that that that'll put me at a All American in in college, state champion in high school, um, five time UFC world champion, um, boxing world champion, um, platinum or gold recording artist, as well as you know other things. So I think if anybody can look at someone that can say anything is possible, and my whole goal is to really uplift and inspire young kids like myself, people with the same complexion to me from the same area that really feel like there's there's no way out of their circumstances. They know that I came from Ferguson. I came from nothing. And I made it. You know, I made it because I kept God close. I worked hard. And I put myself in position to be successful. I didn't do everything right. I made a lot of mistakes, had a lot of bumps. But I ain't never quit. I ain't never let nothing break me and make me not um, get up and try to go after it again. Well, Tyron, you're definitely inspirational to all the people you just mentioned. I think to... Lots of other people, and I'm sure every one of our listeners as well. It's it's been just such a, a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Absolutely, thank you. I appreciate you. Guys. Thank you. Mate. Thank Don't you get hit by an asteroid while you're out Hello, there or anything, mate. Be be careful. Man, it's storming and lightning like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Former UFC champion Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, I mean, he... on our podcast, oh, that's quite a moment. Yeah, I mean, when when we got the the, the email saying, you know, uh, as part of the the work you're doing with battle, would you be um, up for talking to some of the stars? And we was like, oh my god, we're going to get to talk to Stephen Dorff. He's like a Hollywood actor. Um, and then it also transpires that they were asking us if we'd be interested in speaking to Kenny Florian and Tyron Woodley. And yeah, when we set up doing. This little podcast three months ago, I did not expect us to be having these sort of chats this quickly, did you? Absolutely not, no. I I expected to get bored of your company within about a week and just go off and do something else. I mean, backhanded uh, compliment there, I think. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, just not, not nothing complimentary about it. Just complete backhand. You've just been complete. You've been verbally backhanded, my friend. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but no. I mean, that is incredible. I mean, Tyron Woodley, and not only Tyron Woodley. You know, with multiple defenses of that welterweight belt on his resume against top, top, top fighters, but he's now going on to do going to be one of the biggest talked about fights going love it or hate it the the pool thing logan paul jake paul thing is very real and he's about to go on to do you know arguably what could be the biggest fight maybe of, of the year so it's amazing to have had him on the show and and what a what a great end to that chat as well when he was talking about trying to inspire uh young children that have come from the kind of backgrounds that he has and and, and i said it in the interview i think he's inspirational to many people because he he does everything 100%. He's talking about moving into acting and he's hiring acting coaches and doing acting lessons. I mean, most actors, you you do like drama school for three years in this country. America's slightly different. They do do things differently. They don't necessarily do the three years training at the drama school and they have like their, their coaches and stuff. Whereas over here, we do like three years of drama school, whatever. And then you don't do an acting class ever again for the rest of your life. And he's gone, no, I'm, 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 I'm getting the acting coach in. I'm doing it 100%. I want to executive produce. I want to write. He's got the, the the music side of things as well. He seems to tackle everything with 
100% of his drive and determination. And I think that is inspiring for people. I think that's great. Absolutely. Um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, firstly, thank you. Um, and secondly, why not go and explore the back catalogue? Because in the uh, the archives, we've got archives already. We've only been going, you know, three months. But you can hear us talking to, um, as mentioned, other stars of the film, such as Kenny Florian uh, and Stephen Dorff. You can hear us talking to fighters such as Paddy the Baddy Pimblet, um, UFC champ Alexander Volkanovsky, Jack Shaw... Arnold Allen, help me out, Blake. Uh, Molly McCann. Brett Johns. Yes. Brett Johns, Molly McCann, as you mentioned. Uh, Joanne Calderwood, mm-hmm. Angela Hill. Um, we've had some excellent... Oh, Paul Craig as well. Uh, we've had some excellent fight or flight guests on, like uh, a star of In as Emily Head. Uh, we've had stars of King Gary, like Laura Checkley. We've had uh, comedian Lee Mack. Uh, I think soon to be out is an episode with Ben Shepard. Um, and we've had just loads of James Arthur. Yes. James Arthur on the show. Huge UFC fan, James Arthur. Uh, and as you mentioned, Stephen Dorff as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's an eclectic bunch of people, some absolutely fantastic fighters, some fantastic personalities that you would know and uh, as i've mentioned on this podcast before this isn't just about who are you fighting next what fight have you just had we majority of the time we've had limited time today with, with tyron obviously but um uh, with a lot of uh, the fighters we have that little bit longer and we can really get into them and their journey as a fighter as a person and and everything that led them to, to becoming a mixed martial artist and the ups and downs of their career and get into their mindset a bit so all of those episodes that even if they were posted a, a couple of months ago, they can still be great listens now. Absolutely. Right, we'll be back next time. In the meantime, once you've exhausted that archive, give us a like, love, a share or a retweet on the socials. We're on all the usual platforms, so give us a follow and, uh, and drop us a message. Let us know what you think of the podcast and we'll be back next time. Bye, guys. I'm always in space. <laughs>